Hello and welcome to Tread Lightly, the podcast of two dinosaurs talking about books over a nice cup of tea. It's Trex and Raptor coming all the way from Germany and Australia to talk to you about today's book, Across the Universe, by Beth Weavis. Amy has left the world she loves for a world 300 years away. Trapped in space and frozen in time, Amy is bound for a new planet. But 50 years before she's due to arrive, she's violently woken, the victim of an attempted murder. Now Amy's lost on board and nothing makes sense and she's never felt so alone. Yet someone is waiting for her. He wants to protect her. And more if she'll let him. Mm. But <laughs> who can she trust amidst the secrets and lies? A killer is out there and Amy has nowhere to hide. Woo! <laughs> dun dun dun! Yeah. Right. We, should oh, find we should get that in actual music because the number of times we end the blurb on dun 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 <laughs> is a little bit much. I mean, they're always so dramatic. Yeah. I. Yes, you have to encourage somebody to pick up the book, and you fell for the blurb. <laughs> yes. To be fair, I was about thirteen when I fell for the blurb. Yeah. So. Yes. I mean. Uh, for the whole finding of the book, um, I'm definitely taking the blame on that one. <laughs> I I don't even remember where or how I got to the book. And it's hardcover too. I don't often buy hardcover unless I already know I'm going to like this and want to put that on the shelf. So I have no idea where the book actually came from or how I find it. It's a long time ago. I must have been like 13 or 14. And I did fairly enjoy it at the time. And we reading it now again, parts of it in German, parts of it in English. I have no idea how I liked it in the first place. Your tastes have clearly matured. I would hope so. I would fucking hope so. If you still even remotely enjoy this book, they haven't. But I think that you're on the same page as me and think that it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think originally I got interested in it because... I mean, the whole story itself is kind of an interesting idea. It's also the only reason why I went to the movie um, Passengers, which oh, yeah. is, is really like a copy of the book, more or less. But uh, yeah, it is. It does have some very similar similar points, but I guess yeah. like, the movie Passengers didn't do great either. So No, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I keep falling for this idea of a story, and in the end I'm asking myself... Why are you doing this? So I have I actually know a similar story as well. It's by Amy Kathleen Ryan. It's called Glow. And I've got the first print, like like the demo one that they give out at book fairs. Hmm, okay. And look, it's it's very much it's a very similar writing style, but at least the plot's slightly more complicated. <laughs> like it is early teen fantasy in it as well and it is got your standard romantic elements and which boy will she get together with but um but I enjoyed it about a hundred times more than I enjoyed this book so well we'll have to do a this versus that at some point then I guess yeah yeah I mean <sighs> I'd love to lend you the book but you're so far away you have to just take photos of every single page and send them to me. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe. It depends how desperate we get. <laughs> Alrighty, I'll, I'll make a note of that one. 
Yeah. So are we going to do a, a bit of a, a, a spoiler-free discussion or give us a rating? Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of rating, ugh, I mean, one, can we do lower than one? I think one is okay. I'd, I'd go for one. Okay, look, I wasn't going to be that, like, I di- strongly dislike this book, but it's written in a book structure by an adult, so you can't be more than a one and a, like, you can't be less than a one and a half. Because it functionally, it's a story, it has a beginning, a middle, and end, it's been edited well so that the English is fine, and, like... <laughs> well, see, that's one of the issues I have with this, because I originally read it in German. Now I tried reading it in both languages, just skipping between because I didn't have that much time. But I'm really confused by who did the translation because the, the German one is it's horrible. It's not just that they translated shit wrong. It's more that it's uh, it's written not just for young teens, but it sounds like a young teen actually wrote it. Like, it, it does not read like a professionally wrote book. It's more like something you would find on a fan fiction site. It's just really low quality to read. Uh, look, I'm not going to lie. I feel like this book may have started out as a, a fanfic somewhere along the way. She wasn't very old when she wrote it. No, no, definitely not. Ah, oh, man, it's, it's a shit show. Not going to lie. Also... There's a fourth book coming. Oh, God. And it's self-published. <laughs> so of course it is. I mean, of course it is. It says a lot. But it was published by Penguin Books. Tells you that even the great don't always get it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I probably it was... didn't sell that terribly, so. And it was also that period of time where high fantasy teen books were like a big thing. Like, yeah. early to, early, like, 2010s, all, there's so many books that were coming out with the same kind of stories. Like, yeah, yeah the book, the book um, Glow that I referenced before came out the same year. Uh, well, at least it's something, I guess. <laughs> um, cool. So, you're going with a one-star rating. I'm going to say one and a half stars. Yours is based on the German Translation, yes. your stars? Mostly, mostly, yes. Should we talk spoilers? Let's talk spoilers. I'm going to shit on this book so much. <laughs> I... Okay. I mean, I would tell everybody to pause now until you've read the book, but I don't think we're actually recommending reading the book, so... Not if you are older than 13. <laughs> yes, that, there's an age limit, definitely. If you're a 13-year-old girl specifically, I think... <laughs> Yes. Or a 13-year-old female identifying person. This is right up your alley. (laughs) Maybe. I mean... Okay, maybe. You also have to be interested in sci-fi fiction and romance and... (laughs) um, Probably have peaked Debatable taste. (laughs) Have debatable taste. Be craving the early 2010s, but... I'm learning a lot lot about myself today. Yeah. Okay, well, it's it's kind of interesting that they've done the whole book swapping back and forth between the, the two main characters. So we have um, basically every chapter is from one person person's view. Um, we have Amy, who... 
Uh, that's not an uncommon writing trope to 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 jump back and forth. It, it's like in it's very common in uh, romance ri- writing, right? To okay. to have a, a omni perspective of the situation, particularly when our two protagonists are falling in love. Like we need to know how they feel about each other. But um, yeah, I have to say I haven't had it in a book yet. But then I don't really read romance, so I can't help that. I read everything, so... Yeah, there you go. Okay, so, yes. We have um, Amy, who is our ship's passenger. And we do have Elder, which I have to say I did like that in the German version they called him Junior. Because there's <laughs> nothing worse than having someone called Elder and somebody called Eldest. I don't know what made her think that two characters almost having the same name would not be confusing as hell at some stage. Look, I mean, have you read Game of Thrones? <laughs> or also experienced the Middle Ages? Because Yeah, but in this time setting, she could have definitely gone at least with a junior and senior sort of idea. Nah, it's elder and eldest for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, it definitely drove me crazy. Actually, I didn't mind the the weird thing about the names. I think it gave you an indication that there definitely should have been the third one. <laughs> yeah, that was the big. Because the, the I'm trying to think of what it is in English. Where it is, it's like like local, middle, and far. Like old, oldest, uh, old, older, oldest. So. Where, like, we only have Elder and Eldest, where we should have had, like, Eld, Eldest and Eldest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you want to keep going through the plot? Yes. So we do start um, with Amy, who is a 17-year-old girl about to be cryogenically frozen. Um I think she's in a lab somewhere with um, both of her parents, and she just watches her mom and her dad being frozen, which is anything but a pleasant experience. I think they get injected with some kind of freezing <laughs> detergent. And um, yeah, then we get the description of her climbing into the box, and just, I don't know, I got really claustrophobic just reading about that. Yeah, uh, but. Um... She also has that discussion with her dad about, like, she doesn't have to go. This is her own choice. She's an adult. Her her aunt or her uncle is out the front ready to take her away if she doesn't want to join on her parents' super exciting adventure because they're both in the military. Yeah. And then, yeah, we get... Then we turn around and get that description in the box. Like, I could see where she was going with that, but I wasn't really drawn into the description. Yeah, I think I'm she was debating of staying behind for the boyfriend. Yeah. Apparently that wasn't that important. <laughs> no, she'd much rather have been with her parents, um, apparently. Well, that works out great for her, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, the joy. So next we get a chapter from Elder's view. Um, Elder is, a, I think, 16-year-old boy. Well, we never is... quite establish how old he is, but yeah, he's um, mid-puberty. <laughs> yeah, and he's a passenger on the ship, a 
Well, he lives on the ship, and he is our next it- supposedly leader, which... Mm, yeah. I, I don't know if we already get introduced to Eldest in the first chapter. I think the first chapter is him wandering around, isn't it? Look, I'm not gonna lie, I did not enjoy this book, so my notes are not great. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think we get to see Elder um, going into that into a room that he thinks is a window where he can see the stars, but as it turns out, it's just a it's just a screen to mimic the stars. And yeah. giant he, map. Yeah. Something is breaking, and he thinks the window's cracking now, and everybody on the ship is going to die. So he tries to, I think, to seal the room and just sacrifice himself to save everyone. And then I think that's when we actually get the introduction of Elders, who, like, is, yeah. why are you in that room? But, yeah, you would have saved everyone. <laughs> and we also get, a in that opening, we also get uh, a hint of the uh, of Eldest drinking problem. Yes, just a lot of booze and anger issues, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the next, I mean, the next couple of Amy chapters are pretty much just her being sort of half-conscious. She's kind of, I mean, she's not really awake, but she's going in and out of, like, dreaming and maybe hearing a bit of what's going on around her. So it seems a weird stage to be in and something I could not imagine you'd be able to actually do for potentially 300 years and not go insane. Like, that just seems, I don't know. It seems fucked up. (laughs) The whole, like, being half asleep and getting all those weird impressions, like, of the people that were, like, freezing her, that was a bit terrifying. I definitely thought it was going to go horribly wrong for her at that point. (laughs) It would have been an interesting twist, though. They would have gone yeah. for that. No, um, I mean, it wasn't that <laughs> obvious a book. Mm, yeah. Um, her, most of her chapters, until she actually wakes up, are pretty much just her being trapped and reminiscing of her boyfriend back at home. and yeah. Lot, yeah, Lots home of herself. longing for, for running around. <laughs> Yes, mm, such running. Anyway, so if we go back to Elder's point of view, we run into the librarian Orion. <laughs> yeah. Such one hell of a name. Yeah. Um, who is basically like, do you know where there's a secret passageway? <laughs> I'm super subtle. I know where there's a secret passageway. Yeah, it's like, no small talk whatsoever. Let's just go straight to it. Yeah, well, clearly they've known each other for their whole lives. <clears throat> yeah. So... We go down we the have, secret passageway. Yes. <laughs> yes, big surprise. Elder does follow him down the, the secret passageway and actually discovers that the ship is bigger than he thought it was. I think they have, like, three levels and as it turns out there are four and the fourth is the 
the cargo I hold. Think there are going to be so many more levels. Just like having not read any more of the books, I'm. <laughs> there are going to be more levels. There's more things going on. I hope than just this little tiny weird community. Anyway. <laughs> we'll we'll do an extra spoilery part at the end. We'll go into that. Yes. Yeah, so basically, big surprise. There's a fourth level, and it's just for cargo and as it turns out the cargo are the frozen people that he had no idea were actually on board of the ship and they were all military leaders or to a large extent military personnel and their families right? yeah i mean they're all they're all important people in various fields and necessary and then he sees amy and her frozen box labeled i think it was non-essential cargo yeah which is just a great thing you want to have written on your box here on my uh, pseudo coffin please put non-essential cargo i mean just in case anybody needs to be sacrificed it's a pot you know straight up that's gonna be me yeah um i think we should also talk about how different she looks compared to him because yeah. he does spend so much time being like why is she so pasty <laughs> And her hair is flaming. I mean, it's a great book. If you think about it's written for gingers of just going, she's all pale and red haired. Oh, he loves it so much. Yeah. Elder is like ethnically ambiguous, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never there's there's that one there's one part where both of them are talking about races and She's like, have you looked at yourself? You're mixed race. And he's completely confused by that. Because yeah, everybody well, looks like that. Yeah. He's supposed to be the perfect blend of all of the races. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's some weird genetically engineered type thing. It's, mm. Yeah, why would you need to be genetically engineered with a tan, though, when you live on a spaceship with the <laughs> real sun and have to take vitamin D pills? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. That is just for somebody's aesthetic. Yeah. It's so that when you have the fair maidens wake up from their frozen sleep, they will look so different. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we basically have him more or less falling in love with the frozen girl in the coffin. And I think he also meets the, the doctor after uh, that. He didn't meet the doc down there. He, like, sees her and hears somebody and then pisses off back home. Then we get... Well, he goes and talks. She tries to go and talk to Elder about... Or Eldest about about what he's seen. Frozen and both, people? Yeah. And Elder's like... Oh, Eldest is like, what the fuck are you doing down there? You don't belong down there. Then I think he's off to talk to Doc or he meets him whichever way. And I think that's when the... Alarms are going off from the cargo bay, and he and the doctor are like rushing down there just to find that uh, Amy has been unplugged, so to speak, and is kind of drowning in that box now. Yeah, I just want to insert here some of the messages that I sent to you about this time in the book, which are <laughs> I hate this book, fuck all these people, why am I reading this? Why did you do this to me? Everybody's in a coffin into the ship that's 50 years away from landing. Okay, so the ship is supposedly 50 years away from landing. Basically. Anyway, the ship's fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty anyway, much. The main character 
has no idea what's going on. I find him boring. The main character sees a pretty girl and she's in goo, and the bad guy somehow has to do something to progress the story. Basically, she she gets woken up from the goo, and there's a person that's like terrorizing Eldis by waking up all these people and basically having them drown in their own coffin-like things, which is not nice at all. No. No. But, uh, you know, Elder is pining over this girl and the plot needs to move forward, so it looks like the bad guy turns around and, like, wakes the pretty girl up. Anyway, it just annoyed me as a plot point. (laughs) Yes, it was. Slightly annoyed. Yeah, so luckily they got there in time in order to save her from drowning and she's a complete mess and just I think they even talk about just basically freezing her again but they can't do that because she was woken up incorrectly which seems like a very convenient point yeah did seem like some bonker science like you're awake now. Like, if she needs to spend a year readjusting so her body's back to normal, fine, but I don't see why she can't be refrozen. Once again, a lot of similarities to the movie Passengers. It's like, oh no, we can't refreeze you. We didn't set up anything for that. Yeah, at least in Passengers, they're like, well, we don't have any... It's single-use equipment. Like, we don't have any extra equipment. Yeah, but even there, I mean... The whole situation where nobody at all did at least, I don't know, put at least one machine in there in case something breaks. No, there is one machine. That's the one that's in the pilot's office. Yeah, but it can only be used by high-functioning people with the access code. That's bad planning right there. It's like you don't understand how capitalism works. (laughs) I just refuse to, okay? Alrighty, and then, well, yeah, we have her waking up in the hospital, being completely confused, and them telling her that, well, you kind of woke up accidentally, and it's still another 50 years till we get where we're supposed to go to, until you actually can see your family again, and now you're all alone in this place with all these strange people. Yeah, and she also has a breakdown, because she'll be older than her parents by that time. Yeah, which is, is understandable, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's space travel and, like, cryogenically freezing yourself. Why Why is that a, such a drama? <laughs> the fact that you woke up and realized that there's a fair chance you might even die on that fucking ship and never get to the place you wanted to go to? Yeah, look, it's a risk. You took that risk just because you didn't think it through, 16-year-old <laughs> girl, about your life choices and the risks of space travel. This is not on us. <laughs> Okay. Find her so whiny. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, should we also talk about how bonkers the doctor is? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean... The doctor's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the fact that Amy has a tough time fitting in, um, (laughs) you know, because she's isolated and alone and definitely an emo. Eldest, she tries to start telling people about what life was like on Earth which directly contradicts Eldest teachings. So Eldest is like, yeah, everybody, she's crazy. Don't listen to her. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the whole speech of going, 
she's an experiment we did in the labs here and she's mm. just lying and crazy and that's why she looks so freaky and just don't pay attention to her yeah and so everybody kind of ignores her but also the people are real weird yes yes they're all freakishly obedient to elders yeah. like nobody's ever questioning anything and we i mean we do have certain classes sort of because they do have a whole like farming level in there where they have animals and crops and everything so they do have a, a large population of, of farmers and stuff and, and they they're have... very um dumb <laughs> they're, yes. they're kept dumb and obedient uh, through it's yeah. stuff in the water isn't it yeah i mean they they are genetically bred even to just excel at the task they're supposed to perform one day yeah i think we'll get to that in a, in a bit so at any stage um she's at the hospital and there she meets a couple of new friends and we get like all the crazies yeah other genetic experiments and things that went wrong <laughs> yeah basically everybody there who's on the on the mental ward is just there because either the drugs and the water don't work on them or because they to begin with had something from the genetic engineering network on them and now they're just put aside as the broken pieces well that too but they're also the group of people that creates art for the yeah. for the spaceship so that they have the musicians and artists are all considered crazy and live in the insane asylum in the hospital yeah, yeah. so yeah i think here we need like eldest friend uh, was it holly yeah and some girl i keep remembering victoria but it's not actually victoria it's once again yeah. hey let's do a sci-fi version of names yeah it, i don't know what some kind of letter was missing there but we'll call her victoria now because i can't remember the other one and also creepy rapey dude don't yeah but there's so, a guy who just stares at her very creepily the entire he time. doesn't have a name i think I, i recall that because he's literally he's just so of all the people that are like dumb and blank that do all of the like heavy lifting and maintenance around the farming level of the ship there is one guy who seems to be acutely aware that she exists uh yes. and he just watches her and it is terrifying because he watches her hungrily which is when everybody else's eyes are blank it's really like quite confronting yes and i think she even has that interaction with him where she's like stop staring at me and he doesn't even rea- react he just keeps staring and it's it's just really creepy yeah anyway should we get on to the murder mystery plot that's in this ridiculous book <laughs> yes Oh, I should insert some more uh, anecdotes from reading this book. Uh, oh, I did yes, just send please. you the message, fuck. Um, <laughs> and also, the doctor is nuts and there's a weirdo in the library. I want to murder this dipshit. These characters are stupid. And your book is terrible. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> ah, Yes, I, I did enjoy those parts quite a bit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah. Live texting the uh, the book as I'm reading it. 
definitely. Oh my god, he is just so dumb. I need my protagonist to make like quick connections about the plot. If I see the ending of your book coming a million miles away, and you've got nothing else going for you, you're not writing a pretty story, like. Read a lot of shit, like a lot of books. And I don't need like the plot to be complicated or have plot twists in it. But you have to pick, I can write a good story or I can write good plot twists. I can write interesting characters because it has to be one of them. You can't just like roll out with being like, here is all our stereotypical characters. Nobody here is interesting. All of the decisions they're going to make in this story are really dumb and you will be unable to relate to them because, oh, it just... I, I mean, she's, yeah. she's, based, she's pretty much just mediocre at everything. Yeah. And scrapes it together to make a book. Yeah, look, I never wanted to write. Right up until I see people have made a, have made a living doing this. That, yeah. I, oh. <clears throat> just, I just, I don't get it. Anyway, let's get through the murder mystery subplot. Yeah, yeah. So, I think around this point, or maybe a little bit further on, the the second person starts being unplugged from their yeah. frozen coffin, and this time they're actually too late. They already drowned before they can open the box, and we have the dramatic realization that whoever is doing this is gonna keep doing this probably. Yeah, and also that their victim type is uh, high military leaders. So yeah. people that would outrank. I think outrank. it takes her quite a, quite a while to, to figure that out. Yeah. Because she keeps, she keeps inserting herself into the list of growing victims. victims. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she only gets the answer when she actually takes herself out and realizes that everybody was important to the military except for her. And I think that's... Also, the point at some point they. Well, um, she so she's next to her dad, and she thinks that she's a mistake because the person woke her instead of her dad. Yeah, um, which I mean seems kind of ridiculous because if you already go through the trouble of unplugging somebody, wouldn't you make sure who it is before you do? Yeah, check that it's not a teenage girl versus a fifty-year-old <laughs> man. <laughs> Especially since it's in a part of the ship where nobody's ever around; they don't even have guards. Yeah, you have plenty of time. Anyway. But because of that, she starts camping outside of her dad's coffin, yeah. trying to keep him safe, right? And I think even Holly and the Victoria girl are taking shifts to, like, uh, keep guard on the, on the fourth whatever level to, to make sure that nobody else is getting yeah. unplugged. That's true, but that's also where Holly encounters, like, the window, right, for the first time, and seeing yes. space. So yeah. Holly is actually crazy. We should point out he's an artist but he is a little bit bonkers yeah although i wonder how what it will do to you if you get pretty much raised in an asylum type yeah and are being told you're crazy from your earliest age on i think that's yeah not gonna help yeah but he's an incredibly skilled painter yes and he gets super excited when he sees the the hatch that goes out to the stars, so I think from that one on, from that point onwards, he's mostly doing his guard duty in front of the hatch, just looking at the stars. Yeah. Cool. I can't remember what the trigger is though 
for the next bit of the story because it just kept going on and I didn't see any reason why. Well, so. one one of the next um, parts is actually something that I found kind of outrageous, really. I um, Since I kept skipping a bit through the English version, I found that one of the chapters um, Amy was complaining about Eldest because she didn't trust him from the beginning and yeah because he's a dick to her because yes because he thinks that everything that looks different different will cause disobedience and it will shatter the whole system basically yeah and he wants to put her out the airlock (laughs) yes he did have that plan so she's complaining to elder about eldest and then um it's at some point in the conversation she references Hitler, and she just goes like, well, he's just a regular Hitler to me. And then Aldous is like, ah, I mean, he's just thinking it, but he goes, ah, that's weird. I mean, we learned that Hitler was a wise and cultured leader. <laughs> and he was strong and great, and ah, she must mean that he's great and a strong leader, just like Hitler. Yeah, Which interesting just, uh, shift I mean, in the historical perspective there. Yeah, I mean it's it's the first note that we get that they that changed Earth's history for for their narrative, but also that part is not in the German book. I I'm not even remotely surprised that the Hitler references are removed from the German version of the book. It bothers me so much. I mean seriously, are you going to tell me that the Germans of all fucking people can't handle a Hitler reference? All yes. our documentary channels are showing nothing else than Hitler documentaries all fucking day long. And you tell me that a stupid teenage drama sci-fi novel can't even do a reference to Hitler? That's just, I mean, ah. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. You you didn't know that the rest of the world is trying to protect you from Hitler references. Which is, which is great, because we kind of didn't protect the rest of the world from <laughs> Hitler, so... Ah, the irony here. Yeah, yeah, it's just because everybody's worried about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, there seems to be more and more people in the world who think that Hitler was probably a stand-up guy. <laughs> well, certainly Elder thinks so. Yeah. Uh, hey, that's well, yeah, so I, I, I definitely went back to the German book and searched the that passage and all it says that, well, then he's and he's just an idiot, basically, and then they just go on, and they just cut two sentences out of the book. It's... Well, they, they don't decide to pick on Stalin or somebody? No, that's the funny thing. They don't even try to replace him with somebody, I don't know, less Hitlery. It's just, mm, ah, no, let's just, ah, no, he's... Yeah, we're replacing Hitler with jerk, and then we'll just move on. It's fine. Nobody will know. Yes, Hitler and Jerk are definitely interchangeable and don't imply different things at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that one really got me raving. So something happens, right, to, to trigger our final confrontation, but I can't remember what it is because it's not really, like, a decent reason. I know that Harley kills himself. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, first... Our favourite character, who's literally the most interesting person <laughs> in this whole book, is like, yes, nah, I'd rather be in has, space. He actually has a tiny bit of character. Well, no, first of all, we have the whole point of everybody going about the season that is supposed to start. Oh, which is yeah. Mating, mating season. season. 
it's it's actually in the ver in the German version it is called mating season. The English one, um, it's just called season, right? Yeah, it's like oh, let's not be too obvious. Uh, no, uh, only yeah. the Germans are allowed to be this obvious. I mean, yeah, I mean we didn't get Hitler, so there we go. We'll get the mating season. Mm. Yeah, we get another uh, well, interaction, right, with the scary guy there. Yeah, so they they do reference the season quite a bit, and then they it's, actually reveal once it starts that they just put hormones into the water that makes everyone horny, and also they take out the contraceptives that they usually give everybody, so that everyone is just screwing everywhere, just outside in the fields yeah. on a bench. Nobody yeah, gets... so they can have very rigid generational structure, right? Yeah, and so that they can have control over who's fucking who, because they're also kind of worried about incest. No, because so they're I not worried about limited incest. Number no, because right towards the end, we start meeting all those pregnant women who are super excited. They go and see Doc, and Doc's doing that genetic scan and giving them, like, he's genetically editing the baby in utero to make sure that it doesn't have any of the side effects of of inbreeding, right? And and he gives them different combinations to make well we need these ones have a little bit more yeah. because we have this like particular thing coming up, so we need them to be smarter and we need like he was like editing them based yeah, on yeah. the job they needed doing. I mean there was definitely reference to trying not to have inbreds in the German version, but I don't know how much that is actually in the original book or if they just threw all the rules out of the window and just started writing a new book. Well, maybe it was better. <laughs> I maybe they were no trying idea. to make it better. But yeah, because of that season starting, we now have the creepy dude attacking Amy and attempting to rape her, I think with a couple of other guys too. I don't think it's yeah. just him. Which is Oh, is that where we get... We also get more of an introduction then to um, Orion. Because he's not affected by the all the stuff either, and and uh, yeah. she happens to notice that he has that massive scar along his neck. Yes. So all of the people on the ship have a like receiver built into their head, so they can hear. It's like a basically a Bluetooth earpiece um, <laughs> inside your head. Inside of your head, and uh, you can see that Orion's has he based on what we learn later, it has cut his out of his head. Yeah, which makes me hope that it's just under the skin near your ear and not actually somewhere where you have to dig for it. Well, there's, there's not a lot between the skin and bone on your head, so you hope so. Yeah. Um, anyway. We also, we also get a cheesy moment of a kiss between Amy and Elder in the rain. Oh yeah, the, in that the hormone-induced like, rain. There was there was no fucking chemistry whatsoever. No, he like, is dumb even... as a box of bricks, and she is confused and irritated most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and the whole thing like they didn't even have chemistry leading up to that. It was just them having a conversation, then all of a the sudden they're kissing, then they're apologizing and leaving. I'm going to say it's the hormones in the rain, because otherwise <laughs> this plot makes no sense. I mean, I would be hoping that they don't have hormones in the rainwater as well, because that's going to fuck up your crops, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
human hormones don't affect plants all that much, right? It's fine. Uh, yeah, so and then I think we have Amy like collecting some things from her parents' trunks. Yeah, because she was supposed to have a trunk with her as well, and she doesn't. Because <laughs> her dad was, yeah, her dad was like, nah, she won't come. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, let's not pack fine. anything just in case. Yeah. It's like great foresight, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So she takes stuff from his trunk and her mom's, right? <laughs> yes, because that's what he deserved at this stage. She takes the greatest dad of the year mug and straight out of there. Taking this back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't deserve this. You didn't know me at all. No, I oh, made the right decision a... for you, but you <laughs> fucked up. It was such a great moment for her just to have a teenage tantrum. <sighs> I no, that would be in the version of the book that we wrote. In the real book, she doesn't have a tantrum because she has no emotions and doesn't do anything. Yeah, which is something that I think happens now as well. They actually all get called into, like, the oh yeah, know, the keeper field or the keeper something area where apparently everyone on the ship fits in, which is impressive because they have a lot of people on the fucking ship. Mm. Um, and Elders is going with a big speech about how they whoopsie whoopsie miscalculated and it's actually going to be 75 years and at 50 before they reach the new planet. And so they might not yeah. see the planet, but their children will see the planet. Yeah, because they're all so full of drugs that suppress their emotions. They're like, oh, yeah, that's fine then. Yeah, except for the old lady who was like, wait, I've heard this speech before. <laughs> yes, which is why she gets euthanized, basically. Yeah, she gets painkillered to death. <laughs> yes, but it's a peaceful sleep, Doctor assures us, so it's fine. Ah, oh, he's nuts. Yeah, and we have Harley being super devastated about it. And that's when yeah. he runs off and commits suicide. Because he actually was promised to see a new planet. And now he's just going to die in a metal box. Yeah, and so he doesn't want to live in a floating coffin anymore. Yeah, so he goes uh, poetically out of the hatch into the skies. Yeah. And he's actually, he painted his, he painted a picture of himself in in the stars, and yeah. he gives that to Eldest. Eldest. Elder. Elder. Uh, I think he actually gives it to Amy, doesn't he? Oh, uh, maybe. Uh, in any case, he he makes a picture. Somebody gets the picture. It's very sad. Yeah, then we have Amy, on the other hand, who didn't have any reaction to the revelation that she'll probably never see the planet or even her parents ever again, and she just dead. Dead as a fish. Nothing. Yeah. And not Elder's a like, tantrum, oh, oh. not a cry. This this ain't good. And Elder takes her back to the hospital and goes, This is this is crazy. He talks to the doctor and he's like, Yeah, it's probably from all the stuff in the water. I mean, she drank a lot of water. And he convinces her uh, convinces him to give her one of those and pills that he's taking as well, and Eldest, and everybody else who gets their free will, basically. Yeah, so the inhibitor pills. Yes. For the crazy people. <laughs> mm. And then she goes back to normal, which doesn't really help, because now she's pretty much depressed about the whole situation. 
Yeah, so I think we should explain the pills a little bit. So the, the all the crazy people are not on crazy pills. They're actually on pills that reduce, that reverse the effects of the drugs that are in the water. Yes. That are doing the emotional suppressing. Yeah, pretty much. And then I think Elder takes Amy to the to the library to kind of cheer up and yeah, show her, her. Earth history, which is, oh, so great. And oh, so wrong. Yeah, I mean, we have, I think he shows her Abraham Lincoln and what yeah. great things he did for history. And then he just reads out how, how Lincoln um, decided to send every one of a different race back to their home countries so that the entire country could just be white because that is the solution. People need to be the same for peace and unity. Yeah, and, I don't mm, remember that being in the English one. I don't think that's. I don't think it was Abraham Lincoln in the English one. Oh really? Yeah. Which which guys did you have? I I don't know. I look. It was a lot of Hitler in the English one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. In in the German one it was Abraham Lincoln and the Gettysburg Address because. Oh, the Gettysburg he, Address. Yes, he actually read it out and it actually said something about um. No, yeah. we we definitely had the Gettysburg Address as well. So we might have just had um, Churchill. Hmm. Okay. Because Churchill? Anyway. Um, my <laughs> well, history is terrible, so I probably shouldn't be the person to talk about talk about these things. <laughs> well, they're shitty at history, too. Um, yeah. So she gets really annoyed and upset about how that's all wrong, and he doesn't fully believe her that it's wrong he's like well that's strange you know why should it be wrong and it sounds perfectly reasonable to me and she's just like well you're a racist that makes you a racist and Mm -hmm. he doesn't understand the issue with that like we're all the same race what are you talking about (laughs) ah it's just really pointless because nobody talks about it again yeah there's a lot of things that like she starts on a on a plot point and then doesn't they they just run into nowhere yeah so great history lesson over there i think next we have we have elder talking to to eldest about the whole science side i think they're in the lab and um elders is telling him about the the injections that the pregnant ladies are going to get now that give their children the the special traits that they want them to and have. reduce the inbreeding thing yeah which she then sees Doc administer, which is like a giant syringe into the belly. Pregnant belly. That just sounds wrong. Yeah, the fact that they are so pregnant so quickly is also really weird. Yeah. Apparently they are, re- like, they quite literally made them into breeding machines. It's, ugh, it's weird. Yeah, it's a bit gross. Um, cool. I mean, they're also... And- only breed every 20 years, I think. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It also means that Amy and Elder are the only ones who are remotely the same age. Yeah. Which gives Convenient. Us the, which gives us the super creepy thought process of Elder in one of the chapters where he thinks about the fact that there will be coming a season where it's only them being able to mate with each other. Yeah. And it's just, mm, don't go there. Yeah, 
Uh, it's all gross. It's gross. There's a lot of heavily implied stuff, and she doesn't get a lot of choice, you know. But that's fine. Everything's fine because, you know, they're probably soulmates. <laughs> yeah. Well, we then. That's, I think, when that, ooh, that older woman is getting euthanized for remembering that speech, which gives everybody the not subtle clue at all that this is not the first time the journey was extended, um, which yeah. I thought they could have done better because that was really like, wow, is there any excitement now? Uh, so, yeah. Going over it like this, I don't think the plot is so bad, but I did not enjoy reading this at all. It, it was so yeah. obvious all the time about what was going on. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah. I think I think this is the part where another person gets gets woken up, and then checking the scanners and stuff, they realize that. Oh, that's right. That's what the trigger is for the end of the that, story. Yeah, I mean, He's they, they still know there's that, a person down there. <laughs> they know that Orion was down there to to take the picture from Harley and bring it to Amy. And on the scanner, they now see that around that time, it only reads Elder or Eldest was down there. So they're realizing that he must not have one of those. Um, no, that's not quite what it is. Companies. So it, it does, on the scanner, it shows Elder or Eldest. And we realize in this moment that Orion has to be the missing eldest because there's a two-generational gap between our eldest and our elder, right? Yeah. And then, da, 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 Orion is an eldest. And, yeah, we, I think, then have the confrontation between elder, eldest, the doctor, and also Orion, who then comes jumping in. Yeah. And it's all very much the fighting about, well, Amy and Elder want that Doc and Elder stop putting the hormone shit into the water that makes everybody go numb. Yeah. And, well, they don't. So we have Orion coming in just doing, like, a crazy stunt of, you know what, I'm just going to kill the Elders. Well, he was supposedly killed for treason because he was uh, anti this. He wanted to kill off everybody in the cargo hold originally. <laughs> yes. Because he realized that the entire population of the ship was not created to get them through space because the spaceship is on autopilot. They don't need humans for that. They just created them to make sure they will have an amount of slaves slash soldiers when they land. Yeah. Debating what they will need the most and that in the end they will be enslaved and or killed. So he was like, I'm not having this. Basically. Uh, and then, so Orion kills Elder, our eldest. <laughs> yes. The I old think he, one. He, he dumps a bucket of congealed hormones on him and he drowns in it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and then, um, so, we get to learn that Orion is the bad guy who's been killing off all the high-ranking military personnel. Yeah. And then, um, 
Elder kills Orion? No, he. I think he freezes him, doesn't he? Ah, something happens. Yeah, he's. Um, and then Amy is like, but if you're after all the military people, why did you wake me up? And then Orion is like, I'm not telling secrets. And then Elder very nervously, mysteriously decides, oh, we have to freeze him right now. Yeah, because it was definitely Orion that woke her up and not me. Yes. And, yeah, so they do that, and Eldar kind of has another shit card because he realizes he is now the new leader without being that well-trained for it at all. Yeah. And Amy's like, well, we gotta stop doing the homo thing, and I got a plan, I, I know it what we're going to do. It'll now, be fine. Yeah, she's now going to take over the spaceship, despite the fact <laughs> that she has literally no skills. She or no knows anything do, about the whole she, thing. Yeah, she's good at running. She does <laughs> running. That's the thing yeah. that she does. Yeah, she, she she will lead the people in track. That's, that's about it. <laughs> it's not even track. She does endurance running. <laughs> anyway. Why, yeah, why she did track at home, I think. There was something about track running. I remember that much. <laughs> She did, like, long runs, and her boyfriend was, like, a track runner. Her boyfriend at home was, like, a track runner. I was like, why do you run for so long? And she was like, I run so that I don't have to feel. <laughs> ah, the teenager hangs so, so strong in this one. <laughs> ah, yeah, so we have... We also have the realization from Elder that he's a clone of Eldest and Orion. Ultimately, yeah. Because they just, from the first elders they just started cloning the elders because <laughs> that's always a good idea why to work the first time just keep making him yeah we also we also find out i think early in the book on the that there never was a plague because yeah. it turns out that back back in the day they didn't even have an eldest they just were kind of a society they were living a collective. yeah yeah and then they realized that the ship is going too slow, or something's wrong with the engine, or whatever, and, and the power it's going to not great enough. Yeah, and it's going to take us longer now to get there. And people went fucking bonkers. They lost their shit. They started rioting and killing, and suicides happened, and it was all just a shit show. And so the first eldest arose in the chaos and decided, "We're going to put all of you on drugs." It'll be fine. It will tell everyone there was a plague. That's why all of the people died. Nobody asked questions. And nobody does because they're on drugs. Yes, pretty much. And that's how it went from there one on. They chose one leader. Well, basically, they cloned themselves a leader. And then just went with the same old story. And every generation gets told that it's 25 extra years. And we actually get told that I think they're now 150 years behind on schedule. Yeah, Something which just like makes that. me think they're going to have sent a ship like 50 years after the first one whose engine is not broken, who are going to get there and be like, where is everybody? <laughs> yes, pretty much. And yeah, then we have in one of the last chapters, we have Elder actually telling the reader that he's the one who pulled Amy's plug. And then in the next chapter, I think we have him telling her that, yeah, I kind of unplugged you. Whoopsie. And she's super fine with it. Yeah, she's just, I mean, for a moment I thought she was on the drugs again. Because first she's furious, and then she's just like, yeah, well, I guess that's what it is now. Yeah, I guess this is my life now. 
Yeah, so we have a really boring protagonist and an idiot as our main character. And... Yeah. And the story is finally over. Yes. And let's get to a extra spoiler part. Where I will she now wrote tell you... four books. She yes. wrote three more books after this. Two of which were actually published by Penguin. And one of which is self-published. And I cannot believe that they gave her a three-book deal. And I can't believe she felt compelled to write a fourth one. Well, it must have sold to some degree, although I would think that Penguin yeah, probably grew a spine by the fourth one and just decided, no, we're not going there, Beth. All right, so tell me the plot of the, the <coughs> yes. two books, because I will be so, damned if I read oh. any more of these. <laughs> yeah, I, I wisely decided against that too, but I did look up the plot points for the other two books because I thought, ah, what's the worst that can happen, right? So, in book two, we have them trying to, like, rebuild the now alive society. Mm-hmm. And we get introduced to a couple of other bonkers characters. Um, we also have them finding, in the cargo hold next to the frozen people, they also found, find an arsenal of weapons, which is kind Ooh. of foreboding. We also then find out that they're not behind schedule at all. They're orbiting the planet they're supposed to land on. And they have been orbiting their planet for, I think, 100 years, probably. Something like that. Like a fucking long time. And okay. they're just making Why no attempt. Why have they landed? That's the thing. The, um, they don't have any landing here. No, like the first eldest, or back in those days... They realized that, I mean, they came to the same conclusion as Orion. They did arrive at the planet, they did like scans of the planet, and realized that there were there were some alien races on there living already, and that they were quite far advanced. And they realized that they probably just can't go in there, kill everybody, and just take the damn thing. And they also don't know how willing they will be to share their planet with anyone else. So they went the safe route of just staying up there, not telling everyone, making sure that the military people don't wake up and go, hey, let's go down there anyway. We have enough people who can fight for us, right? So he mostly came to the same conclusion as Orion that probably they would end up slaves or soldiers if they went down there and just decided to tell everyone, we're not there yet. It's fine. Just don't look out of the window. And yeah, so that's, that's pretty much book two. Then in book three, um, I mean, I'm probably mixing up stuff here anyway because I haven't read them, but Amy then decides to wake up her parents in book three. I don't know if they wake up all the frozen people, but she definitely wakes them up and they decide to go for a landing mission. And funnily enough, book three is the one I found the, the least plot points for. I don't know if most people just grew really tired towards that point or nobody wanted to repeat what's in it. But nobody made it that far. Yeah, so they some they sent people down to the planet and there's like military strategy involved and things like that, and then there's just a big gap, and then I could just found some things from the end, like a big chunk of people apparently die because of bad military decisions. There's some character that gets introduced along 
the last two books that then turns out to be a bad guy because somehow the aliens managed to to create hybrids of humans and the alien race that put they them on can the use as spies. Um, yeah, and in their war camps and that sort of stuff. And it just... By the end, I don't even know if they actually now live peacefully with, with the aliens or if they are just now slaves to the alien race. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's going to be some kind of half-happy ending at the very least. I don't think she went for a ballsy everybody died, well, sucks. But it just, yeah, it doesn't get much better, I'm afraid. No, and I am not interested at all in seeing what's in book four. <laughs> no, it's going to be some some small, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's some small novella just about the happy ever after story of uh, probably Elder and Amy if they still end up together yeah i think she just decided she needed to decide if she wanted to write a romance novel with a sci-fi subplot or a sci-fi book with a romance subplot and then like pick one of those stories to write first well to be fair the first book definitely was the romance book it was sci-fi and then in between she kept panically remembering that she wanted romance in it forces two characters to kiss out of nowhere and goes back to the sci-fi aspect yeah, I, just, I don't get it's it. It's sci-fi mystery. I, I don't even know why she tried to force the romantic subplot in there. She could have just left that out. It would have been fine. Yeah, 100%. Look, yes. my star rating hasn't improved. <laughs> it's, no. I'd still say it's a bloody one and a half stars. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping with my one. There are a couple of sentences in there that even I, even I could have done better and that's just it's nah nah I'm, I'm not okay with that yeah yeah oh god this is a hard episode to do uh, yeah so if you're a young person who needs an easy read this might be for you but if you need to be mad for no reason if you just need to get worked up and angry read this book yeah <laughs> if you're having a lovely day if you think some rage is the right thing now there you go. So you, well, on that wonderful conclusion, I think <laughs> we're going to end it there so I don't get any more depressed from this stupid book. Yes. Well, yeah. Thank you, everybody out there, for listening. You can follow us on all the usual social media at Tread Lightly on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, anywhere else? Are we anywhere else? Probably. I mean... We're around... <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, that's that's the safe bet. And then you can catch every new episode on Sundays on like YouTube and SoundCloud and all the other fucking medias. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you understand how podcasts work at this point. <laughs> yes, and if you head over to the Patreon, you can even decide maybe the next book. Yeah, pick a book that I hate. Episodes nobody heard yet. <laughs> yeah. So we do early releases. You can decide what book we read. You can um, comment and have a chat to us. All those are available at different Patreon levels. So feel free to head on over there. So next week we'll be doing Discovery of Witches, which is books we actually enjoyed this time around. Yay, finally. And we're definitely going to segue into the TV show. 
Probably. I really enjoyed the TV show. I can't believe they're waiting a whole year to bring out the second season. Anyway. Yes, same. <laughs> Stupid. It's Okay. Not to get into it, but, like, it's because the Americans got broadcasted the show later and then they realised just how popular it was for the Americans, so I think they're clearly, like, changing the direction of the show for the audience. Or they got a a new amount of funding from the Americans. Yeah, I mean, I follow the, um, I follow the actors on Instagram and uh, before the whole corona deal, she did post a lot of stuff from set of season two. And now it's just all depressing. I know, but it was it was released in 2018. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. So, come join us next week where we will review that.